TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? Welcome to episode 97 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm not ready for the podcast to start. <laughs> guess, uh, guess we're not starting yet. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we started. We started. It, it is started. <laughs> I'm Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> We've already done what needs to be done. Continue. <laughs> Uh, Dan, it, I, like, I, I appreciate that you actually uh, you were gonna like wait for me there. Like you're <laughs> such a nice person. <laughs> Someone has to have your back every now and then. Nah, I don't like, know about that. <laughs> Man has your back, so he can grab you easier and throw you into the dumpster. <laughs> Or the or the locker, depending on how much I'm listening to musicals on said day. Absolutely, it's it's In my way box. of ensuring that nobody else gets to you because that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I shall save you by killing you. Um, <laughs> speaking of killing, there have been a couple of celebrity deaths this past week. <laughs> What did you do, Ryan? Holy shit! <laughs> uh, Regis is dead at 88. Um, That's uh, sad. Unfortunate. Uh, a staple of our our media empires. <laughs> I, I looked up just to, just to double check like what his birth date was and everything, and the first thing listed on his movies, if you Google him, is Shrek the Third. <laughs> 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 That's oh, no. terrible. Appropriately honoring the memory of one of the greatest TV personas. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Kathy Lee had anything to do with this. Oh God, <laughs> she was, she was always after, after that, that Regis Philbin senior workout video money. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously though, like he had such uh, unique mannerisms and became like a real staple of. You know, like everyone has, everyone can pull off some variation of a Regis impression. He's he's made his mark. Kind of like but in the same way, like like if you're uh, born in the Bronx, you got to have some attitude. So Regis had attitude. Yeah, but like kind of uh, like in the same way that like Christopher Walken, right? Everyone, has, Christopher Walken has such unique mannerisms. Everyone's got a Walken. Everyone has, I'm sure, has a Regis. I don't know. I don't know if I could do a Regis impression very well. I, so I'm surprised to hear you say this because I've heard zero people in my life try to impersonate Regis Philbin. Really? Literally zero. Yeah. I've never heard anyone try and do it. <laughs> yeah, Who I, wants I, to I be can't really do a, good a millionaire? <laughs> I cannot. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try. I'll just embarrass myself. Um, Impressions are not my strong suit. <laughs> And then, uh, unfortunately, we also lost John Saxon, uh, who, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd know him if you saw him. Uh, he uh, was the father in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. 
and uh, that's where I primarily know him from. But like he's the second you see him, it's like, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen that dude before. Yeah, he was in Enter the Dragon. Oh, he, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he survived most of he survived the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and at least they they both lived quite a while. Yeah. 83, yeah. 83 for John Saxon, 88 for. Man, I did not know Regis was 88. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> well, and it's been a while since Regis has really been in the public eye, hasn't it? Like, yeah. has he. Well, you got to remember, Tyler, when we were kids, like 20 years ago, he was already gray. So think about yep. it. Like, that's true. Wait, time passes? What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> no, you know what? What made me feel old was learning that Gwen Stefani is 50. Whoa. Really? Yep. What? That is yeah. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> You're going to make me do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really surprised to learn uh, Gwen Stefani is 50 years old. Yeah, she's old, just like Patton Oswalt. I guess it makes sense when you think about it. It's like a lot of these actors we and, and musicians we loved as children or younger people. <laughs> now we're getting <laughs> right. She I was feel probably like I'm the only person who's never surprised by this. I'm like, yeah, she was famous when I was really young already. Yeah. So like, she's probably about <laughs> like, fifty. You know, and yeah, when I actually take a second to think about it, it's like you know when No Doubt got popular, she was probably in her late teens or mid twenties. So, yeah, it would make sense. But you don't like my brain doesn't want to think about the fact that no doubt was popular 20 years ago, 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain just wants to deny the truth, Ryan. Well, it's like, (laughs) well, it's like the music that you grow up, the music that you grow up with that you still would listen to today you i feel like you lose perspective on how old that music is if you're still actively listening to it i don't i don't, I don't you know. because all music is let me tell you me, something so. young one once you get close to 40 that's that's when when it all starts blurring together I'm not worried about it because I'm I'm already mentally and emotionally like 60 years old. (laughs) Turn your mic down, Ryan. I can hear your bones grinding from here. No, I agree with you though, Ryan, because especially like honestly, a lot of the music I listen to, at least what got me into music was stuff that was popular before I was born. So I never really think about a lot of the stuff like, like Rush, <laughs> they, you know, they were in their, like they started in the seventies and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't really think about it. Oh, until do you like you're Rush? just immediately thrown into it. And you're just like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's not like movie actors where you see them all the time and you right. see their, their growth of, in age. It's like musicians, you don't see them as often. So it's like, yeah, the music like, is Whoa. just kind of there. The music sticks around and especially uh, with the frequency with which it gets passed down from parents to children. Mm-hmm. No doubt. You keep making that joke, and we keep ignoring it. I mean, I won, so... <laughs> See, I successfully ignored it. You're weak. <laughs> it's more fun when Dan ignores it. <laughs> so, um, Microsoft did a game showcase this week. 
where they showed off a whole bunch of uh, upcoming games. They had a bunch of world premieres. Um, yeah, some like of them. Mindsinger too. <laughs> some of them uh, looked pretty decent. Um, they started off by showing Halo Infinite gameplay, which didn't. I mean, it didn't look anything particularly special. Um, I mean, the triumphant the return of Master Chef. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, you're not going to be really excited about Halo unless you really love Halo. It's, yeah, it's Halo at this point. I'm not <laughs> a huge Halo fan, um, but for it to be, you know, kind of what's supposed to be representative of the next generation, the graphics were not all that wonderful looking, I guess. It's cool that it's going to be a more open Halo. And uh, from the things that they showed off, like uh, you're getting a grappling hook now, uh, which is pretty cool. Now um, can, he can grapple with his depression. I'll be here all night, though. <laughs> can, you, can you not? Um, and there was one thing that I saw that looked really cool. Uh, a, like, big bruiser enemy was running at him, and he shot him at the legs and cause the enemy to stumble. Uh, so that kind of stuff is pretty neat. Like those little details uh, impact strategy. Uh, but aside from that, it didn't look super special. Um, they showed off the upcoming DLC for uh, The Outer Worlds. Um, so I haven't played that. I played One a little bit days. of it. I need to get back into it. But I mean, since I'm not like it feels like in uh, a Bethesda Fallout, you know. Like I, I, I don't know if I can get past those mechanics in order to enjoy the game. Fair. Um. What else? Ooh, Fable. Fable. Yes. Oh yeah, Fable. That was Fable. their that was their bombshell <laughs> reveal, and. Uh, it's um, weird to get a Fable announcement without all of the empty promises of Molly New. Yeah, I was literally was going to say that. It's so strange. <laughs> it might actually be good because Lionhead isn't going to be making it. <laughs> but what's weird is Hooray. it's being made by a studio that has only made Forza, Forza. titles. Yeah. Only Forza. Well, we all, we know the racing mechanics will be good. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know it's not an actual RPG. It's just a like a horse and buggy car, uh, race simulator. <laughs> yeah, right. No, 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 no. It, it's a card game with like like with all all these all these characters that everyone just loves and just you know fucked up into like Mario shit, like super deformed versions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there will be a dog, I'm sure, and and that dog is going to be more real than any dog in any video game ever. Whoa. It's actually alive. <laughs> <laughs> actually, when you buy the kid, they ship a dog to your house. <laughs> um, if, if you pay extra, the dog that you get in the game will look like it. But if you don't, then you just get some random dog in your house. <laughs> it's got an RFID chip in its collar, so if you don't the, feed it, the dog dies in game. For the, <laughs> for the super deluxe. To, to only be able to eat like certain products made by like uh, 
uh, like Procter and Gamble or or Reynolds or some shit. <laughs> and in, in true and in true uh, fable fashion, they'll make the dog develop rabies at some point. <laughs> they have to make a tough decision. <laughs> um, I use my blunderbuss to put it down. <laughs> the um so i was trying to remember the broken promises of fables past and um i looked up uh some of the fable 2 presentations (laughs) and just seeing them show off the dog in fable 2 and the number of times molly new said we are making the best RPG ever made. Those were like actual words that he spoke. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna try to sell your product, I mean, you know, I'd go as hard as I could too. I get it, <laughs> not, man. Shoot for the fucking hard. stars, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, this game will be so good that all other forms of art will be meaningless to you. <laughs> like the type, the the sheer level of hyperbole that Peter Molyneux operates on is matched only, matched and surpassed only by Donald Trump. And like yeah. you guys know how how Bullfrog be, became a company, right? Like Not he true. through shady American business deals, kinda. He pretended to be someone else in order to get a grant from a company or something, in, in order to fund Bullfrog. Well, well. <laughs> okay. yeah, like that's sketch. Yeah, is it, it's like he started lying and then just never stopped. Okay, I mean, digging I, his own fucking grave, baby. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> To be honest, I fucking loved Fable 2 and Fable 1. Obviously, they weren't the best games of all time, but I have great memories of Fable 1 and Fable 2. And Black and White 2 is also a lot of fun for me. I know all of these games were games that just were so blown out of proportion that they were there's no way that they weren't going to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I still loved those games. Yeah. <laughs> See, and- I- I, I generally have the benefit of not really following the hype, so I later learned after I played all three Fable games that Peter Molyneux is a piece of shit. But I didn't hear any of those lies before I played the games, so I was just able to take them at face value. And I liked all three of them. Three was definitely the weakest, but they were fun. And then I later, when I met people who were like, oh, you like the Fable games? How the fuck did you, li- how the fuck did you play three? And then I finally was given video footage of Peter Molyneux shitting out of his own mouth. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, yep. oh dear. Uh-huh. Fable 3 was the only one that I, I fell prey to where he was like, oh, you get to run your whole economy and all of your choices are going to change everything and blah, 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 blah. And then you literally do nothing in the end of the game. So that one was the only one that was super like I got I, I ate what Paul, Peter Molyneux was was shitting out of his mouth and um, obviously was disappointed by it. I have unfortunately been listening to what's been coming out of his mouth since black and white. And uh, that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy black and white. That does mean I was disappointed that black and white didn't deliver what 
he said that it was going to. Um, and that also didn't stop me from buying into like literally everything that he was pushing. So bought in. Well, I guess I didn't buy into Fable all that much because uh, I didn't. Also, I didn't have an Xbox. Um, but like even as recently as Goddess, like I bought Goddess and it was not at all what he was promising. I knew that it was not going to be what he was promising. I still enjoyed my time with it. And then he like during early access completely did like a 180 on it and turned turned it into Goddess Wars for some fucking reason. And it was I, I don't know where or what Molyneux is doing these days, but all I have to say is thank you for Dungeon Keeper. <laughs> he has returned to his 100 years of sleep until the next century when he can bamboozle people. <laughs> <laughs> Under the new name of Bieber Bollynew. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that was their big, oh, and one more thing moment was Fable. Um, so... And I guess a lot of people kind of expected it. Like it was, there were rumors rumbling. There was a Twitter handle that was reserved for it and everything. Mm -hmm. So, so people were like, Ooh, fable Twitter, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see what this other company does with it. Uh, what this Forza company does with it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else they showed off. It was a bunch of stuff that I wasn't super interested in. Um, I believe, uh, shit, I feel like some, like, mascot game, uh, was getting brought back again, um, I think I saw during that, I don't know if it's, like, Jack and Dexter or something like that, but one of those kind of games. I should have written it down, that's the real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. Good idea. <laughs> um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm still pretty, uh, excited for the next generation coming up. I think that it's really cool that they showed off all of these um, world premiere uh, launch exclusive titles. Uh, I mean, obviously, Microsoft Studios is busy. Uh, Like, all of the studios that Microsoft bought is paying off for them. And uh, they're going to have a lot of titles for the uh, Series X when when it launches. Oh yeah, Psychonauts two. That's oh, right. that's right, Psychonauts two. Super stoked yeah. for that. Of course, that I've been sweet. waiting for that for years at this point. Yeah, that's yeah I, I feel like that, that little VR game they put out was just like oh, it was, was so good, just like teasing us. That, that's pretty much the only one out of these that I'm like, yeah, that looks great. Oh, and then they've got Crossfire X. Oh yeah. Um the the way that they showed off Psychonauts 2 is pretty cool. Uh they started off in a studio. Um because the song was sung by Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And it was very entertaining. They went full on that. psychedelic doors, like, yeah, fun stuff. Jack Black is the best. Uh, Hopefully, it's as good as Psychonauts was back then. I tried to to, to re relive a little bit of that, and 
I forgot how old it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my issue. I, I, I had it on Steam, and I'm just like, this it feels yeah, like it's, the old game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like... colored goggles. Uh, there's, like, a weird point in, like, in games as far as, like, old games. Once, like, the early, like, I want to say, like, PS1 and PS2 titles particularly that are just really rough to go back and play sometimes. Especially those fucking platformers like that. Yeah. I, I generally feel that way about most of the games that came out on the PS1 and the N64. They they have not aged well at all. Yeah, It's because they haven't really done... It, like at the time, 3D gaming was so new that like camera physics and and controls were just wonky. <laughs> they, I, they, they I feel will... wonky now, but back then we—that's oh, all we really had, so it was fine. <laughs> yeah. But now, even, like, even everything's fine-tuned. Even taking off the nostalgia goggles, there are still a couple of old PS1 games that I think hold up as far as uh, control and physics go, for sure. Oh, like, for like, sure. Ape Escape is still on point. I, yep. I still play that. Yes. Um, the first Metal Gear Solid, even. Yeah. Um, but you know, some some of those those like even Spyro. I mean, the remasters or the remake is great. And um, the Crash Bandicoot games. Uh, yeah, those are good too. And uh, um, I'm probably alone in this one, but Jet Moto. I've you, like I've uh, always loved Jet, Jet Moto, Moto, and uh, oh like. God even recently revisited it. it and it's still really fun i haven't thought about jet moto in so long <laughs> <laughs> but oh i'm, I'm typically not nostalgic for like ps1 games in general you know what i mean i mean i think that Mega Man X4, X5. <laughs> there are some that are, are worth being nostalgic, nostalgic for. Um, uh, I would say Resident <laughs> Evil is worth being nostalgic for. There were a lot of games that came out on that system that were defining of that era. Um, True. That still hold up. The PS1, Final sorry, Fantasy games, really man. Final Fantasy VII uh, is still one of the best games ever. The Alundra games, uh, Xenogears... You know, there there were a lot of games that came out on the PlayStation One that have aged well, that were defining of that era. There are a plethora of games that have not aged well, and arguably didn't look good then, but we didn't have <laughs> any options. So you know, it just goes back into what I've been saying all this time: most games from any generation are shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much it's because. You know, it's kind of like how Nintendo is notorious for allowing shovelware onto their systems. It's not just Nintendo. <laughs> you know, there's lots of hastily developed games thrown out for systems and always has been. Oh, yeah. You, you, I remember, like, going to going to Fry's Electronics back in the day and just, just, just you know, bins of, like, garbage games. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Target yep. has them too, just like all the crappy. Like, <laughs> there's this like bargain section in Target that I always remember seeing. It's like yeah. five dollars for this game that you've never heard of. <laughs> um, interestingly, there was a recently, I think this past week, a massive Nintendo source code leak. <clears throat> so, uh, since we're talking about N64 era and stuff like that, um, the source code for Super Mario 64 has leaked. 
Um, and people have found models for Luigi in the source code uh, and, and built that model out and everything to see how Luigi would have looked in Mario 64. The assets were there. Um, they've found prototypes for uh, Castlevania 4 um, and for Yoshi's Island and uh, all this they've compiled these like the the yoshi's island prototype is very clearly prototype like it's using you know uh super mario world music and not all the sound effects are there and uh, but it's showing off like proof of concept kind of things and it's really interesting to see and there are even sprites for like various alternative designs of yoshi Really? Where like Yoshi used to look like a raptor, like thin, you know, thin snout and thin body looked like a raptor. I need my thick Yoshi, okay? <laughs> and to put the, <laughs> the uh, age old uh, question to rest once and for all, there is um, a uh, an animation loop uh, with Old, an old Yoshi prototype, Thin Yoshi, where it's very clear that Mario is winding up and smacking Yoshi square in the back of the head. I didn't think that was even a fucking uh, debate. <laughs> he definitely punching Yoshi in the face to make the goddamn tongue come out. <laughs> and it, supposedly on one of the sprite sheets, uh, one of the unused sprites on the Luigi sprite sheet is apparently Luigi flicking the player off. <laughs> That was definitely put in there by an artist that was just like, That's the classic thing. I think I've brought this up before, how all of the, uh, like, the NPCs in the Crash Bandicoot names are, like, uh, object.motherfucker are their names and shit like that. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's been incredible uh, to see all of the things that have been coming out. There's, you know, like, Star uh, Star Fox 2 uh, was one of the source codes that leaked. Um... Uh, I'm trying to remember all of them. Mario 64. Uh, but th- there's just an absolutely insane amount of stuff that has leaked, and it's all really, really interesting. That's cool. I saw a little bit of that, specifically the Luigi and Mario. But that just makes me want to go back and play Super Mario 64 by 4 the one that came out in the DS that has where you can be Wario, yeah. Yoshi, Luigi. That was a great remake. I <laughs> actually have that. I recently rebought that for DS. That game is a blast. That was one I enjoyed of it more my favorite adventures. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it more than the original by like a pretty wide margin. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, because I get to play as my, as my boy, Wario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I get to play as my boy. Waluigi will never be acknowledged. (laughs) (laughs) Always the bridesmaid, never the groom. (laughs) I get to uh, play as as my boy. Yachi! Yeah! (laughs) Um, Ooh, speaking of uh, gaming relics, (laughs) X-Play is coming back. Or I guess not X-Play, but uh, G4 is coming back. back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't Which, know how yet. It's going to be next year. And I don't know necessarily that X-Play is going to be a part of that. In their teaser, there are some things shown off from, like, Attack of the Show and X-Play, but they have told nothing, nothing. at all. 
And Adam Sessler's already made it pretty clear that, you know, historically, that he's fucking done. But he was more pissed off at the old the old guard, right? Um, right, but you know, like, this is still an NBC Universal story. property. And it? do you know how this happened? No, the CEO, I have no I've been trying to look this up. The CEO <laughs> of NBC Universal's son asked for it and is leading G4 now. Oh, okay, that makes ah, sense. so nepotism. Yes. I did not know that. Surprise, surprise. So one thing that really worries me about this is NBC just launched their useless streaming service, Peacock, that no one has bought into. I guess it's free. That's what I heard. Well, it's free in the same way that Hulu was free when it first came out. Freemium. Yeah. And uh, so I expect that in order to push their digital product because of the clientele that G4 will carry, they're going to make it a Peacock exclusive thing. Okay, that would make sense. Um, I would not be surprised to see the return of Kevin Pereira. Yeah, Kevin Pereira, I was following everyone on Twitter when when all of this started coming out and Kevin Pereira actually said like something crazy is about to happen you'll know what I said, mean when it, when it when it drops. Yeah. So he knew about it before the trailer dropped, which definitely tells me that Kevin Pereira is probably back, which is great. I love Kevin Pereira. Yeah, He's same, fucking hilarious. Same. Uh, Kevin Pereira holds the same uh, level of integrity in my, in my mind as Jeff Keighley. Yeah. 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 I like um, the, I wish Adam Pressler would come back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really I, do. He is still one of my favorite gaming journalists of all time. He yeah. is an intelligent and hilarious person. <laughs> intelligent and snarky. Yes. <laughs> um, the so I'm wondering if this is if they're going to be bringing it back in like a network capacity, right? Like a a 24 hour channel, or if it's going to be like a streaming platform where they'll have a certain amount of shows that they're investing in building up that are going to have regular staggered release schedules that will be available through the streaming service in the same sort of way that we see through like Rooster Teeth or we see through, you know, any YouTube channel, right? Um, I mean, Kevin Pereira even kept Attack of the Show going as the attack on YouTube for a while. Mm -hmm. So probably bringing that over as a property except it's going to be back to attack of the show the only thing that that upsets me is we're almost certainly not going to see the return of unscrewed with martin Sargent. yeah i have a feeling that the ones that we're gonna i have a feeling x play will wind up being one of the things that comes back even if they don't bring back adam sessler also can we please uh, give tommy tolerico his own show again who tommy tolerico the, he sounds good. Yeah, he had a the the game composer. Oh, Tommy Tallarico. Yeah, Tallarico. Oh, is yeah, that yeah. how you pronounce it? Yeah, Tallarico. I've known that guy's name for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who the heck is? He's like, he's like up there with like Yuzo Koshiro with me and video game music, man. Uh, like, he he, he had a game review show on G4. 
Hmm. Was that? Which one was it? I forget. I, remember I can't it. remember I remember what it was called at all. Was it Electric um, Playground? Maybe. Maybe. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I know that it was a G4 one. I did not live in a G4 market when G4 and Tech TV were two separate entities. So I had Tech TV. And then when G4 and Tech TV merged, that's when I started getting G4 content. And that show did not live long after that merge. Yeah. Pretty much the only things at the end that were going (laughs) were just X Play, Tech of the Show, Uh, Uh, Screensavers. Screensavers, and uh, I mean, that, that was really it. Then it was 20, 18 hours of fucking <laughs> cops and another yeah. four hours of. <laughs> well, there's something that they're not going to be able to do now. Nope. Good riddance. It'll go into syndication. <laughs> um, I wonder how, like, if they're going to get stuff like uh, Screensavers back. I don't know. Or was I it Screensavers know. or was it... Yeah, yeah, it was Screensavers, who, who, uh, which is now uh, Twit, This Week in Tech. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was so good. Uh, the graying dude, and then the other one was like Patrick something or other. It's been so long since I watched any of these, and they were all like... It was all decent content. Like, back before the internet was the wealth of media that it has become now where media is the standard. Leo Laporte. Leo Laporte. That's right. Laporte. Okay. I remember this show. Um, it really just has been forever. This really is coming out of gaming's past. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's going to be another interesting thing is in the media landscape, the way it is now, is G4 relevant? Is there room for G4 anymore? Like, uh, sure. there are plenty of people who started up YouTube channels inspired by the content that G4 was making who are doing a better job than G4 did in the first place. If they get the right kind of creative team on board, I think there's enough room. You can do some. You just have to have the right kind of shows. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of future collaboration with a lot of these people on YouTube that were doing... Uh, stuff inspired by them, you know? I, mean, I hope so. Uh, Lindsay Ellis got a PBS show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, even when G4 was active, they were always good at, at raising uh, voices of independent cre- online creators. Mm-hmm. So. Which, if they do that, if they do it right, this could work. I mean, it's got the name recognition, and if they get the right kind of people on board the right kind of uh you know online personalities and some legitimate game journalists that have been in the industry and whatnot it could be freaking cool i I, i'm personally excited just to see kevin Pereira again (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so i'd be okay with it i'm okay with it bring back morgan webb too (laughs) see him have a drum off with the drummer from coheed and cambria again yes Quite. What else? Um, Tenet, uh, the upcoming Christopher Nolan film, which they refuse to take digital distribution at all because it's a uh, typical summer blockbuster, has now been delayed indefinitely. 
Cool. I think we're going to see a lot of that with movies, to be honest. I mean, the, the digital, I like the digital releases, but I think a lot of the art house kind of directors like Christopher Nolan and, and whatnot are going to not going to want to release their movies on, on uh, digital yeah. first. They're going to want the cinema treatment and that's well, just not going to happen for a while. I just want everyone to know that I didn't shoot this film for the small screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I only recently realized how many movies were supposed to already be out. So if I remember correctly, like that Ryan Reynolds film, Free Guy, wasn't that supposed to already be out? Uh, oh, yeah. Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to already be out. Um, there's there's a lot of movies that like, I feel like it, maybe I'm just not paying attention. Uh, you know, uh, I don't remember hearing that they were delayed. I figured sure but i never remembered when they were going to be coming out in the first place and so now it's like oh yeah those were all may dates for these movies and these were all june dates for these movies and shit like that yeah i guess uh i guess we're just all just gonna have to wait pretty it's much like, it's like if, if you guys uh if you guys are good and stay inside for a while we'll release these films they're holding so hostage there's <laughs> there's the kicker Tenet is delayed indefinitely in the United States. Tenet will be screened in Asia uh, really? at the end of August. Yes. <sighs> this is why we can't have nice things. I don't have to wait for any of these movies because I'm not going to watch them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like I like Christopher Nolan movies and Tenet looked interesting enough. Uh, so it's something that I was looking forward to. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we live, it's can't fucking stay inside and wear masks. Apparently we live in America. This is America. Yeah. Land of the free and maskless. Mm. <sighs> speaking, speaking of that stuff. <laughs> So I know I've I've been on Facebook and Twitter being really excited that baseball and basketball are back. And it, it's been exciting. Like, let me start this off by saying I spent like all weekend watching baseball and basketball because it's the first time that I've gotten something that like outside of like watching movies and video games and whatever that is sh that's showing me that time is actually passing outside <laughs> of my fucking house. It's, it, so it's been a nice, a nice return to normalcy, but the funniest fucking thing. So baseball started, we're officially in baseball season. There is a Canadian baseball team, the Toronto blue Jays. Mm hmm. They are not allowed to play baseball at their home park because the Canadian government said, no, we're not going to let American baseball teams come over and spread coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds about right. They, they 
announced this news like less than a week before the season started. So up until literally yesterday, they had no idea where they were going to be playing home games because they just (laughs) expected that the Canadian government would be like, oh, we need the money. No, Canadians fucking smart and are like now we're, we're just gonna buckle down for now you go be stupid america we're gonna yep. miss you us it's great i i love that because most americans refuse to put themselves in quarantine the world just put us in quarantine yes <laughs> yep. like, you're not gonna do it for yourself all right fuck you see you later yep <laughs> the number of <laughs> are literally where for so much of my life, I'd always thought, like, maybe, you know, the world's opinion of us has to be exaggerated, right? We can't be that dumb. Like, they're just, oh, yeah. no, we, like, Americans on the whole are that dumb. It's great. Yeah. <sighs> the, the number of countries that we are not allowed to travel to right now is fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's know? a lot. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a majority of the planet, yes. Except for Brazil. Go figure. Yeah. And Bolsonaro has My yet to test way. negative for the I, for I really coronavirus. I want to go to the pillar of stability that is Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. We are in a nightmare uh, world. It's but on the, on the other on the other side of things with sports, I know I'm talking about sports and not money. Many of you care. Basketball is starting this week as well. And they are doing kind of a cool thing. Like they're not doing a full travel schedule. Like they're not, they they have a, uh, they call it the bubble in Orlando and it's completely shut down. If you leave the bubble, then you are not allowed to come back for two weeks. You have to quarantine. So if a player decides he wants to go out and party and whatever, then he's literally going to miss the entirety of the playoffs because two weeks. And that bubble is a Disney resort. Yep, the Bubbles Disney Resort. They built these amazing-looking arenas. Or not arenas, arena, I guess. And now it's arena, arenas with really nice-looking courts. And, like, it looks cool. It's weird because there's not any fans. And they've got it all socially distanced. Like, there's you normally have, like, the bench where all the players are huddled up right on top of each other. And they, like, they now they have it. And so all there's, like, separate seats and they're like six feet across from each other, so it's like, and they're like really far away from the court, and it's it's weird. It's super <laughs> super weird, and you like watch it, and there's just there's no sound. It's almost like watching people just play at your local gym, but with a lot nicer. Uh, they're getting paid a hell of a lot more. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that See, is to say, at I don't all. mind any of that because the only sport that I think the fans are necessary for is wrestling. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's wrestling still going, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, is wrestling still going? Sumo, uh, sumo is. They've they've done some uh, like or they've done some wrestling matches without fans. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they still like the wrestlers still run around peacocking for the fans that aren't there. Like <laughs> that's no like one. having. I mean, that's like having stage theater. That's like Broadway without an audience. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely. Um, All you hear is like is like the the, the slapping of flesh against flesh, yeah. and like some weird like lines of dialogue that are only cool in the context of an audience. <laughs> like, how many wrestlers go climb up the turnbuckle and go put their fucking hand to their ear, and it's just dead silence? 
It's what just someone on the, it's just someone like on the sideline, just like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one long wolf whistle. <laughs> it's just JR JR just yells out, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go one ahead, sport dude. that has almost been like improved by having no fans is uh, uh, MMA because you get to hear all the shit that like their teams on the side shout at them while they're fighting, and they say <laughs> some weird shit sometimes. <laughs> baseball, speaking of like the baseball's been pumping uh, in crowd noise to make it sound less quiet, and the crowd <laughs> noise is literally from MLB The Show. Oh my god, the video game. Literally, this crowd noise from MLB The Show. <laughs> That's funny. It's Video weird. games are now being used for the equivalent of canned laughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> kind of better uh, than not. It is, it is kind of rad, though. So, like, Sumo started back up again, and we're in the middle of a tournament right now. Um, but uh, the audience is all socially distant, and they're, like, asked not to cheer, but instead to clap. Um, oh. And so it, it's just this like super empty. I mean, it wasn't as surreal as like back in, I think March or April when they were doing it without anyone there. Like that was that was entirely surreal. This is like slightly less, but it makes it look like something terrible has happened <laughs> because it's just you know not that many people in there and everyone's being really quiet and it's almost worse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Didn't wasn't because there's a lot of a lot of uh, theme parks opening up in China and, and Japan now, and didn't they like put a ban on on screaming when you're on the roller coaster? Yep. <laughs> and they literally said like keep, keep the scream inside yourself or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got to uh, scream uh, with your heart. Scream with scream your heart. That's what it was. Wasn't you, brother? Yeah. <laughs> scream with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> the yep. world is so weird. <laughs> it's it's please scream inside your heart. That's what it is. <laughs> Already the roller coasters just <laughs> <laughs> not even moving. They're just like <laughs> completely still, stone faced. <clears throat> Father, I am having a good time. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of human entertainment. <laughs> I mean, that's that's me on on rides in general. Usually, just kind of like <laughs> this was nice. <laughs> Such exhilaration, father. <laughs> I do not recall the time where I was capable of feeling real joy. <laughs> F. Initiate fun dot execute. <laughs> um. So, uh, you guys, uh, I'm sure, have heard about. The U.S. Army's Twitch channel. Yeah. <laughs> the ridiculous see the speed runs that people have been doing to see how fast they can get banned from it. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> my, my, so. Favorite, my favorite one is somebody gets on and they post a Wikipedia link to U.S. war crimes and boom, gone immediately. It's fucking banned. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's that's been the thing is. Um, People have been uh, going into the U.S. Army um, uh, Twitch channel and bringing up uh, American war crimes and trying to some try and do it in subversive ways and some try and speed run it. And uh, it turns out that the U.S. Army 
might be breaking the law and violating free speech by blocking those people on Twitch. They are. In the same way that when Trump blocks someone on Twitter, he's breaking the law. So uh, they have stopped streaming. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even that long. They didn't get rid of the channel. They've stopped streaming. But you can still visit the channel, which means they're probably looking for a way to bring it back. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, but yeah, it's because they're using it as they're using it as, as as a recruitment tool, which I think is the most heinous part of it. Well, it's yeah, the like, same shit as like uh, army recruiters going to high schools. It's it's the exact yeah. same level of garbage. Almost exclusively to low income high schools, wouldn't you know it? Yeah. What you want to pay for your college for free for no issues at all? And we'll give you a salary after you're done, and you only have to go over for just a little bit. Yeah, if you uh-huh. serve in the military, you can become a citizen and vote. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I do love Starship Troopers. Yeah, I'm doing my part. I think about that every time I put my mask on when I go into work. <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> just just turn and look at a camera that's not there. You know, I think I've been that shit already. <laughs> I, I imagine that Brooks already goes through his day-to-day life as though he's on a single camera uh, uh, sitcom. Marty, people are saying, Who said that? <laughs> just random strangers, like, what is this guy looking at? His his He's life like freeze framing. <laughs> his life is just like that that Will Ferrell movie, Stranger Than Fiction. I mean, I do love that great movie. It is a great that movie. Is. Yeah, it's a great movie. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> we believe you, Dan. You would never lie to us about movies. No, you you would love it. You would love it. One, one character is constantly trying to find ways to die. Yeah, fine. A character in a movie I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm sure we're all Jet Set Radio fans here, yes? Yes. Um, there is a new game coming out that is a spiritual successor to jet set radio called bomb rush cyberfunk and it even has the uh music director uh from jet set radio attached to it and mm-hmm. it's on uh steam you can wish list it yeah of course <laughs> tyler <laughs> didn't mean to have it that loud <laughs> Um, I wanted to see it. Okay, jeez. <laughs> but it looks awesome. It's the same sort of feel, graffiti, uh, wishlisted on Steam. I don't think we have a release date available for it yet, but it looks great. If like, if you're like me and you've been waiting for something new to scratch that Jet Set Radio itch for like a fucking decade, then this might be it. That looks really fucking cool. It yeah. looks like what I'd want out of a, a spiritual successor. With the track record of people making spiritual successors, it might be better than its like inspirational material. Yeah, we'll right. I hope so. Um, and just like my number nine. Oh. 
How dare you speak that name? I thought that was a great game. We should do a Mega Dan Brooks where you and Tyler uh, play Mighty Number no. Nine as like a generic knockoff of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it'll just be called like Mega Ryan Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. It's not even gonna try. It's just gonna be like Mega Riot Tyler. Our name is as good as this game. <laughs> that would be fantastic. We should do that. With yeah. No, 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 no. It's, it's gonna be Tyler. Tyler number Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I will never, I will never personally request that anyone play that game because I don't want them to. It's but garbage. It's not good. If you guys choose to do that, then you could. But it's I'm not, not going to formally request that you do it. It's not good. I would, we consider it. A, we should do that, <laughs> but it's not good. <laughs> we, we need to do that and make fun of it because it, I, I, I actually love this idea. We should make this happen. Yeah. I mean, um, if you did anything but make fun of it, I would be surprised. The game is a broken <laughs> promise in every way possible and deserves to be dunked in the verbal trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Blam Duncan. Um, the, uh, uh, but uh, it's back to Jet Set Radio for a second. Uh, there's also a fan-made multiplayer Jet Set Radio game that's out. Uh, that's like kind of, I guess, like alpha or beta like it it's a meticulous recrafting of jet set radio uh because it's not like they have the game files and they're you know just adding some net play to it yeah no this is like the dudes rebuilding it from the ground up and incorporating multiplayer in it. that's cool yeah interesting I don't think he's very far along, but from what I've seen, it looks promising and it looks neat. Uh, considering no one has shown any interest in fucking making another Jet Set Radio game uh, in any official capacity, I'm sure that they're, they're safe for now. They just did and they killed him for it. <laughs> <laughs> the true harrowing story behind the death of Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's worth checking out um but it's definitely not like a full fully realized game just yet that's cool is uh that bomb rush cyber funk is it by the same studio no uh, no oh, okay as far as i understand uh they do have the composer from the original game but that's okay. it. That's Hideki the only something or another. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Well, still looks cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. I have loved every iteration of Jet Set Radio, uh, Jet Set Radio, including the Game Boy Advance uh, isometric view uh, version of that game. I did not it know that they made a Game Boy Advance version. Surprisingly <laughs> good. Surprisingly good. Jet Set Radio, I'm sorry, Jet Grind Radio. Um, uh, <laughs> well, that yeah, I mean, it is, is always slapped. Yes, it is a uh, killer soundtrack. Uh, Biss, who I've written, uh, written, written, I've written an article about uh, for uh, toplessrobot.com uh, before uh, about the band Biss, 
who did the uh, uh, Powerpuff Girls uh, soundtrack. They're a Scottish uh, oh, yeah. Riot Girl um, uh, band. Uh, they Trying have. They have a song on the Jet Set Radio uh, soundtrack uh, called Statement of Intent. Mm. And then, of course, I'm sure everyone remembers Fly, Like a Butterfly. <laughs> and uh, and, and, and that game right helped me understand the concept of love, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, killer, killer soundtrack. Let, let mom sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, this past week, we also saw Comic-Con at home. Oh, I totally forgot that was this week. I didn't even. So there was a, uh, Bill and Ted face the music, uh, panel, which I haven't watched, uh, but they also released a longer trailer, uh, and it looks good. Um, they announced uh, Adventure Time Distant Lands Obsidian, which is Marceline and Bubblegum's story. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, but for the yeah. most part, I, oh. I feel like Comic-Con at home has been kind of scattered, and there's been a few nuggets of news coming from here and there, but not like uh, your typical Comic-Con. Well, it's because nobody can dress up in costumes, so they don't care yeah. anymore. <laughs> We're not actually here for the panels. We're just, I, just want, I want to see the cool costumes. It's true. There are a bunch <laughs> of uh, collectible, uh, you know, as with every year, there were a bunch of oh, collectible man, cool shit. Um, yeah. figures and, and things like that, which were Comic-Con exclusives, which are now being shipped uh, directly to retailers for pre-orders and, and things like that. Our local collector's marketplace got a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Comic-Con 2020 uh, exclusive uh, you know, thing, uh, but uh, they did not get all the ones that they ordered. Like, I guess the shipment just got totally fucked. And so they pretty much instantly sold out of what they had, which really sucks. But I had a really hard time tracking down a copy of Ghost of Tsushima for similar reasons with shipping. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was talking, talking to the guy at the store. Cause I wanted a physical copy just because uh, I heard it's a big game or whatever. Um, and the guy I talked to was like, yeah, we just we got like just enough for our pre-orders and maybe like like less than 10 copies uh, elsewhere, so apparently no one's really no one's really shipping a lot of games anymore in general. They're getting so, ready for that, uh, that no no disc drive version of PS Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, one of the Comic Con exclusives this year, which goes on sale then the next couple of days at Target, is all of the turtles uh the, the coming out of their shells tour uh from NECA so they're all dressed up like rock stars and shit and I especially need this set because two of those turtles are members of the state um they are uh Michael Ian Black and uh, Ben Garant from uh MTV's The State they dropped out of college to be Ninja Turtles on tour. That sounds like a wise career choice. Yeah, right. And I, I feel like I've been watching news what and if, stuff, but like they're just they became successful 
and there was just this wild rise to stardom where he's but he's trapped in the turtle suit and nobody knows who he's outside of it. <laughs> yeah, the the zipper's stuck. I I don't know, man. Just go through his entire <laughs> life as Raphael. <laughs> By the way, Brooks, I this is going to be a little bit of a callback to of the very beginning of that conversation. But how is Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> yeah. Dope. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Uh, it, it handles well. I mean, it looks... It's probably the most gorgeous game I think I've played. And it's pretty balanced as far as the combat goes. So... It looks uh, really cool. Yeah, and, uh, and I was worried... And I, I was talking. I talked to Zeke about this because we both of us were like, you know, if this game has like magic or anything like that in it, it's going to make it less cool. And uh, there's no there's no magic of any kind. It's all just like hacking and slashing and, and parrying and and rolling around and equipping dope clothes. So I would have been surprised if that had any magic in it. It seemed like it was very grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so far it is the only mystical elements are like there's a couple of side quests involving like uh, um, uh, mythic armor and stuff like that. But it's it's like within about what I'd expect, you know. I have, I'm not like shooting fireballs, you know, out of my eyes or some shit like that. <laughs> Cyclops and Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, th- there has been some movie callbacks that I've seen so far, uh, as far as uh, th- like to uh, Yojimbo and Hidden Fortress and that kind of shit. Yeah, like. Um, there's a, a side quest for like a, a combo you can you can learn that is uh, Toshiro Mifune's like signature like one one movement strike thing that he does in every movie the 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 Yojimbo slice yeah and uh, I I think I'm like ten percent done with the game too so I can't wait to see what other weird shit they're gonna throw in there nice. I just can't believe how good that game looks on like Man, the load times are ridiculous. Are they? It's like, yeah, it's so short. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude. I just wanted to like, you know, take a drink. <laughs> well, we're, we're now getting into end of life era for PS4. Like, I mean, granted, technically speaking, as far as support is concerned, PS4 still has what, like two years. Yeah, um, probably. But you always see the most creative and most efficient use of the resources of a system in the last years of of that system's life uh so this is probably ushering in that age you know like shadow of the colossus was end of life for ps2 you know um it's we always see the the most impressive uh stuff coming out at end of life so it'll be interesting to see what comes next on ps4 for ghost of tsushima uh or you know what uh gets um dual support i guess what with the ps5 coming out in november that's kind of cool that we've seen a lot of games where it's like if you buy it for the ps4 you get the free copy for ps5 yeah and that's them keeping up with microsoft's uh uh smart delivery um option uh, Microsoft uh, on the Xbox with most of their games, they're doing smart delivery. So when you buy a game, you can basically get whatever the best version available of that game. So if you're playing it on Series X, 
you get the Series X version of that game. If you're playing it on Xbox One, you get the Xbox One version of that game. Uh, but you buy it once and you, you know, basically it delivers to you whatever version of that game that's going to look best on whatever you're playing it on. That's really cool because I feel like that was that that probably won't be one thing that like stops some people who might be early adopters from buying a console. Like they buy these new games that were really awesome for the PS4 or Xbox One, whatever, and then yeah. like, literally a couple months later, the the new console comes out, and it's like either it's hurting that game sales early on or it's hurting their desire to get that console day one or week one or whatever. Cause it's like, I already bought these games. I don't want to, I want to play through them first before I move on to the next console. So the fact that they're doing this is pretty cool. I like that. I think I like it'll, it'll, brand new thing. it'll help stupid people too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think, uh, the biggest uh thing that they have going to fight against you know the reluctance of some early ad- uh, adopters is uh game pass 22 games available for a five dollar a month subscription at launch that is pretty cool like that's insane to to buy a new system and spend five dollars or let's be real it's probably going to come with a one month trial but to buy a brand new system and have 22 a a large amount of which are triple a titles available for you to play immediately that's crazy i wonder if we'll see more games start to boost their like go up to the $70 ratio because of how cheap these kind of services are. Cause we saw, I think it was NBA 2k. That's going to be $70 on the new console. Yeah. Which is stupid. Cause they already, I can't NBA doesn't, 2k doesn't do shit with that. Series. And I've seen a lot of opinion pieces that are saying brace yourself for the $70 price point. Mm-hmm. In the future, dollars. Um, but weren't games like in the N sixty four era like sixty five, seventy five dollars or seventy dollars? I think some of them in like the NES era got up to like seventy or eighty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been in a lull, and fortunately, there are very few AAA titles that I want to play. I'm usually all over these these indies. So, lol. Like Panzer Paladin. Yeah. So, like, so what exactly? I, I didn't. I didn't not look into it because I think when when we were talking about it earlier this week, I didn't have time to sit down and look. Uh, what is it? Uh, Panzer Paladin oh. is like if you took Mega Man and crossed it with Shovel Knight and crossed that with um, uh, Blaster Master Zero. Okay. Okay. So um, you uh, basically these uh, spirit weapons have started falling to earth uh, and they have uh, risen a bunch of monsters. And so you go out in your giant mech. You're you're a uh, support android and you go out in your giant mech 
and uh, you uh, start with no weapons. You pick up weapons. Weapons lose durability uh, very quickly. And you can actually burn a weapon and get its special effect. So, like, right before it's about to break, you burn that weapon and you get, like, defense up or a heal or something like that. You'll have a bunch of weapons. It's kind of like uh, Nero's uh, arms in, uh, um, in Devil May Cry 5, where it's like you can choose to burn it and do, like, something special or you can, uh, you know, keep at it, you know, Except I know Nero didn't have durability on those, right? Those didn't naturally wear down. Uh, they break if you're hit while you're using them. Okay. So this just has like a, a basic durability kind of thing. And um, all of the bosses are like in different regions of the world that are m- mythical uh, creatures relevant to the areas of the world that you fight them in and uh, there are sections of some of the levels where you can actually hop out of the mech and uh, traverse and you've got a little grappling hook and you can ninja rope and shit in order to get into you know these places and, and whatnot uh, and then between levels you can actually uh, trade in your you basically burn your your unused weapons as upgrade points in order to upgrade stats on, on your mech uh, great graphics, cool. like super um, uh, Shovel Knighty, uh, killer soundtrack, and uh, you know the level select screen is like Mega Man meets fucking Street Fighter, where you've got you know the map of the U.S. and you are basically choosing which mythical creature you're you're going to battle, and then you go through the the full stage, fight the the mythical creature, and yeah, it's fucking rad. That sounds legit. Yeah, I have too many games to play. It came out. It's from the same developer as Flint Hook, which is another really fun game. So, is it a sequel to Flint, Michigan? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Flint, Michigan's probably going to need a sequel sometime soon. (laughs) So, um, uh. We have uh, gotten to uh, the end of the episode. Uh, there's still some things I know that we wanted to, to talk about, but let's uh, just wrap it with some uh, uh, what uh, what games have we all been playing? I know we kind of touched on that a little bit, but uh, since uh, it's proven too much of a struggle for us to come up with a highlight every week. Uh, I this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a highlight. Fine. God damn it. Fine. Choose, choose a highlight or tell us uh, about the games that you've been playing. Tyler. Well, uh, so in terms of games, the reason I want to say highlight is because I've just been playing No Man's Sky, really. <laughs> so like, why, 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 why are you complaining then? If like... But no, it, it, I mean, I love it. And that's all I need to say. Uh, in terms of things that I did, the, the highlight of this week, um, I already said it, though, but sports are back and it makes me kind of happy. Friday night, I ordered some wings. Uh, I got a, I got a, a really tasty bock from uh, a doppelbock from a 
a little local um, brewery called Desert Desert Monks Brewing, and uh, I just sat down and I watched baseball and ate wings and drank beer like a true American. <laughs> and and uh, didn't wear no yeah, fucking like, mask while doing it. Exactly, because that's what a true American would do: is wear a mask. Um, it's real American, all right. If you're gonna talk about the Hulk Hogan's theme song, you better get it right. I am a real American. <laughs> Hell yeah! Between so yeah, baseball bag, basketball bag, drinking beer, eating wings. It was like the first kind of, kind of like thing I had to look forward to that wasn't just a movie I haven't seen before <laughs> in a long time. It was a game you hadn't seen before. <laughs> and games, too. There have been some really good games that I've been liking, but it was like one of those first things, one of those things that it didn't get pushed back anymore. It, it was just like some good news, and it really made me feel like there was a passage of time. So <laughs> it was just like a semblance of normalcy to this stupid, ridiculous life right now. Time so has I, occurred. Mm-hmm. Time occurred for the first time in quite a while. So yeah, that was my highlight. I'm legitimately happy and not super stressed for the first time in a couple months. How about you, uh, Dan? Uh, I don't know. I had one 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 highlight that was pretty good. Uh, it was a a game of space station where for the first time I ever got fired from being the coroner. Uh, <laughs> Because, well, look, nobody takes their job as the coroner seriously because every corpse that gets brought into the morgue, uh, like, if there's a detective on shift, they never do their job. They don't care about investigating actual murders because it's usually a security force who's murdering everybody, so they can't do anything about it. Um, (laughs) So why should I perform any autopsies? Generally, what I do at the start of my shift is I walk out of the morgue, grab a couple bottles of whiskeys from the bar, and uh, I get drunk in the morgue, and when people bring corpses in, uh, if they're not clonable, I just throw them at the wall or at each other until someone comes in to see what I'm doing. Um, and it got really bad because you can, when the bodies are being thrown at each other, they actually bounce off of each other and like they make sound effects that you can hear through the walls. So every time someone would walk by the morgue, they're like, I think someone's in a fight in the morgue. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. Like, I think we need to investigate. <laughs> and uh, I. There's, there's a specific CMO, the chief medical officer, who usually plays at the same time of night as me, and I, I loathe them. They're awful. They are they are a narc. That's all they are. They care about no fun, follow the rules. So uh, I'm drunk as fuck in the morgue, uh, and when you're drunk enough in that game, when you hit directional buttons to move, it'll move you in a random direction. So you can't even control where you're going. And I hear uh, over the medical channel the CMO's coming to see what's going on in the morgues. I'm like, fuck, I have to put these bodies away or I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> um, but I'm too drunk. So I'm, I'm stumbling around the morgue barfing while I'm trying to stuff, stuff bodies in the lockers. <laughs> and the CMO walks into the office as I'm stumbling around puking and I just go, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I got fired immediately because the morgue was covered in puke and there were like six bodies that I was throwing around. That's hilarious. It's a good time. I laughed really fucking hard. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hell yeah. That's hilarious. How about you, Brooks? Uh, I started an old an old favorite of mine. 
uh, this week I started reading The Count of Monte Cristo again. Yeah. And, uh, that book fucking rules. If it was a song, it would slap. It is a great book. Um, and a great movie. I would recommend uh, the anime as well. Gunkatsuo is very, very good. I did not know there was an anime. I like the part in the book where he, he invents that sandwich. <laughs> right? <laughs> The Monte Cristo sandwich. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Definitely happened. Prove me wrong. Read the book. I went to Disneyland once, and I got a Monte Cristo sandwich, and I couldn't eat all of it because it was really those things are like. I mean, it's a deep fried sandwich with jam, like. <laughs> Dusted with with uh, with powdered sugar, like this stuff is like built to murder you. Dusted with cheese, it's delicious, and I only was able to eat half of it. So, but I didn't want to get rid of it because we had a whole another half of a day of going to Disneyland, and I didn't want to get rid of it. So I brought it with me, and then I don't know what gave me the idea, but I decided to start making a Facebook album. Um, and taking pictures of me like doing stupid shit with my Monte Cristo sandwich. So there's a Facebook uh, album somewhere on Facebook that's My Day with Monty. I also named him Monty. And it's just like a whole bunch of stupid stuff with me like spinning around in circles with, with my Monte Cristo sandwich and like holding it up, like on a ride. <laughs> this is and- why I shove you in lockers. <laughs> Reason's fucking 5,000. It was great. <laughs> me and my sandwich are going to go out for a walk, and my mom says that I have to be back before the streetlights are on, otherwise the child guys will get me in their van. Hey, don't say bad things about the child guys in the van. They've got good candy. In the episode? <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. We'll see you next week. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hey, I'm Bert from The Bert Show. You have people on a show that really don't like morning shows. Blair said, I think I'm falling in love with you, and I went, Why take initiative when you can take a nap? I like keeping it real, and I like keeping it gross. (laughs) So we created a show that we really wanted to hear. It's real, and it's funny, and we will talk about our personal lives. We're not scared of anything. I'm on the phone with your husband, Bart, and he says, I love you. I'm not (laughs) sure that I gave him a confident enough I love you back. And I do have feelings for him. I I think I'm falling. (laughs) What I love most about this show is everybody's vulnerability. And though our perspectives may be different, working together is actually fun. We put the fun in dysfunction. I think it's unlike anything that you've heard before. The Bird Show. Listen to this show on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST. 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 ACAST